Okay, so I panicked and I grabbed two beers because I didn't know what I felt like. <laughs> what have you got? What are your options? I've got a um, milk stout or a hazy IPA, which I had before. Welcome to Browsers with Friends. I'm your host, Jane Street. So I have got my friend Charlie Scott on again, and this is part two of the two-part episode. If you haven't listened to part one, I totally would recommend jumping back in and giving that a listen because we do reference a few little things that kind of carry over through both episodes. It'll just help give you a nice bit of context and uh, catch you up on what we've already been talking about. So this episode, we do get into some browser history, so I hope you do enjoy it. And please just note, we do talk a little bit of mental health kind of stuff. We got in a bit of conversations around that. If that's something sensitive for you, that is totally fine if you want to jump out and have a listen another time. But just a fair warning, just so you're aware. So we're just going to pick up where we left off. We went out and grabbed another drink, and then uh, here we are. Oh, just, I've been enjoying all of this conversation. It's so good. But the thing is, we probably should move towards more of this browser history that you have actually shared with me. Can I actually yeah. ask you initially, what is mm-hmm. your kind of browser of choice? On my computer, I've got Google Chrome. Just the old classic Chrome. Do you Chrome. have a uh, black theme or white theme? Sorry, dark white theme. or light theme? Light theme. Okay, I've, it's funny because I've actually got an opinion. <laughs> oh, go, hit me. I, I feel like so many people have got it on dark theme and they've got really strong opinions about it. <laughs> and they're really like, why don't you have a dark theme? And I don't feel like people who have a light theme have the same like energy trying to force people on a light theme as we will dark theme have so interesting <laughs> I think I potentially was a dark theme fan and to be fair I actually have my computer on dark theme but yeah. my phone is on light theme controversial Ooh, but controversial. I feel as though my passion for the dark theme came from the ability to choose mm. which you didn't previously get and we're obviously talking about here on a um, Mac situation but I guess in Chrome like on my computer is obviously Mac so I get the theme f- across my whole thing but Chrome you can choose it on any browser right can you mm. Chrome wherever I, you live? Yeah, you must be able to. I actually think my phone is on the setting where it changes to dark theme at night. Oh. And that's not because I like it better, just because it doesn't burn my retinas <laughs> as that much. That sounds like you are looking after yourself. Hashtag self-care. Hashtag self-care. Hashtag why do I have such an opinion about dark theme? <laughs> I think you're not wrong. It's someone who is passionate about dark theme is like, why don't you have dark theme? Because I don't know, they love it more or, but maybe also they're worried that people, like my perspective would be that they are worried that people didn't know they had the option. Mm, But sometimes people don't need the option. Maybe I'm just a massive overthinker and that is, God. Every time I talk to you, Charlie, I get a little self-realization. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. It's growing me as a human. I don't even, sometimes I don't need to know if I need to know about it. You're not even doing anything. I'm just talking to you about myself. (laughs) The, 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 it is true though like the ability to have a choice I can see why people would be like well if you could choose why would you go default because it's like almost that joke about being like default setting and oh, I love that as an idea though oh god this is so tangent but fuck we'll get there right? <laughs> <laughs> but like what is your default setting right is mm. and that's where you're trying to recorrect your shit and go shit my default setting is that you know what if you didn't ask me to get out of bed I'd be in there probably still now <laughs> fucking a right and you're like but is that my default setting and it's so like it's so weird I think I realized how default setting I was after I shaved my hair off oh wow because that's very much the opposite of what a woman is supposed to do in an inverted commas type thing yeah um for those of you who have not seen Charlie's face sorry I mean if I see her face I mean cannot see her right now like I can she's probably (laughs) I don't know like not even a nib of your finger like fingernail length here would you say yeah yeah fingernail length is actually probably quite accurate and my nail personally if I'm looking at my pinky I'd say it's a centimetre long it's actually quite long right now as well I haven't cut it this whole lockdown have you shaved it like full skin not full skin the shoulders have gone as number two because I think a full skin would be very interesting number one and yeah. B, full skin also just god the idea of running a towel over like your head at that kind of oh it would just velcro it makes me feel uncomfortable for like half an hour it'd be so nice you're like moisturise it be like oh my gosh and you'd get in there and you'd go under all these kind of reflective lights and you'd be like look at my little dome zing zing <laughs> to be honest one of the glorious most glorious times of someone who is like bald on the commitment level of being bald and shiny also question do they exfoliate their heads if they're bald is that what you're supposed to do <laughs> do they i would yeah i would feel as though you should mm. are people who are actually fully bald are they also just patchy so they've just shaved it down so they look like they've got consistency on their hair i think some people do or are they like none of my hair follicles work nothing comes out i don't know anyways what i was gonna say was what the peak experience of a bald person person should be slash once in 
their life is to have shiny head time and go to the fucking club where all the laser lights are like ding, 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 ding. And then they'll be like a human disco ball. It would be bloody magnificent. But like glitter all over your head. Yeah, so and just reflecting, like got their skincare regime on lock and they're just glowing. <laughs> like they've got the glow. Ooh. And this is a really great Jane side street. <laughs> Shit, dude. Look, default I think setting. this default setting thing is really going to come into my life and learn me some learns. Mm. Oh, I feel so deep about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like someone gives you, a, I mean, you personally have given me advice before. You know, but you know what I mean? But I didn't um, clock that as being the default. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh yeah, I'm different. It's going to be different for me. Not to me. Same. <laughs> well, yeah. That's what's always hard. Yeah, totally. And not necessarily the same because actually maybe it is different and just their default is being shit at dealing with their shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that might be it. Okay, so, all right, so um, I love this here. So I'm just uh, having a look at your lovely phone history, which I am actually so happy that you did not delete because next time, I know you will delete it every time before you speak to me, ever. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Because this, to be honest, sounds quite controversial to me. It's only uh, pop culturally controversial, not necessarily real life controversial, but it says here, Breaking Bad is great TV, but with no real W, dot, dot, dot. What on earth? No real what? <laughs> no real... No real women I literally almost forgot almost felt that I searched that because did you search that as as just or is it a page you opened it's a page I opened I was actually googling Vector test and the wire what's that specifically okay so the Vector test is a test that was created I don't know when by someone called someone Vector basically the idea is that for any piece of media that you like consume like movies TV whatever to pass the test you would have two women two female characters who are named, who speak to each other for at least one or two lines of dialogue about anything other than a man. And the bar is so, so low to pass that test. And like so many things don't pass it. So most TV shows, particularly back in the days, and most movies you'll watch, like sometimes even movies that appear to be about women don't even pass. It's wild um, because they talk about men all the time the Spectral test when when did that become a thing people use it's more like I think it's more like a feminist type measure of media rather than the other way around so it's just like one small way that you can see that someone has done the bare minimum for their tv show or movie yeah amazing in terms of like so it would be like how how I would maybe watch it and be like does this even pass the Bechdel test rather than someone who's making it making sure that they pass the Bechdel test right it's like like a what do you call it a consumer uh, gauge a gauge from yeah. a post-release setting yeah and honestly because I'm sure like people in the media must know about it I don't know why they don't just do the bare minimum and just make like two lines of dialogue with two named women about anything yeah. other than a man because I would totally <laughs> just, just to when did it. you learn about this big doubt test um a few years ago probably when I was going through like my pretty intense little feminist stage <laughs> but I've been following a podcast called the big cast oh yeah and it's a really good podcast it's just these two women who it's like a comedy podcast it goes into the representation of women and like basically people who are men cis men in TVs oh no just movies and so each time it'll be like about a different movie and they'll go fully go through the whole movie about the representation interesting and it's surprisingly amusing and I've been listening to it for a few years and I really like it and so probably because I listen to it so much I'm, it's front of mind for me and when I was watching The Wire the other day for the first time season one which in their defense came out in like early 2000s I think 2003 every single episode I've seen so far probably has like one or two women max yeah I literally don't know why like when Breaking Bad came up and it's all very like quite negative of women like the only women you see are basically strippers or like love interests and the only spe- like the woman who's like a named main speaking part is like lesbian and which is like great great um, representation early back in the days but she is also very like I'm not like the other girls type thing women be like this but I'm not like that because I'm man I'm like I'm not a man but I'm I'm, I'm down with the boys yeah there's your energy and it's hard to like get to me that the representation of women was very like quite negative or like really like sexualized yeah and I think that is the like realization that people are having and it's like I'm not even that aware I guess like I think you're someone I personally go you're quite more aware than I am so I learn a lot from you like I'm not a total ear but no you're a 
<laughs> I know some stuff, but you know what I mean? Like I, I definitely <laughs> down with the kids. In fact, not even down with the kids. I'm not even sure. <laughs> like you're someone who has spent a lot more time looking at this kind of stuff and thinking about it and considering these sort of thought things. Whereas I am currently also just undoing some shit that I've learned in life and going, Hey, actually that's not cool. Yeah. It, like I'm trying to reset my default. Oh man, I love that so much. Hey. 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 <laughs> Legit though. Like it's, it's work. totally, but then this Bechdel test, I feel where did it, um, I, I just, looked up Breaking Bad there and it actually started in 2008 so it's very interesting that you look at it because it's not actually that long ago really in terms of I was actually watching The Wire oh yeah I don't know why Breaking Bad came up oh. I don't know why that was on that thing did you have any information about how it passed the Bechdel test or not? oh I know why I clicked on it because I can see that um it's got it talks about the wire in it oh right it is often compulsive viewing but without believable female characters breaking bad can never win a part in tv's holy trinity alongside the sopranos and the wire which actually makes the wire sound good so i assume it gets better because Honestly, like i say i think the wire started in 2002 three sure and i've never watched any of the later seasons so i have no idea yeah i honestly have not watched the wire i did watch breaking bad and sopranos i started watching when i was in quarantine on the last fucking day what it is <laughs> I don't think I've really watched it. I've watched Breaking Bad for sure. The Sopranos, I have maybe finished season one or almost finished season one and you've got to watch it and I'm not very good at actually sitting down and watching something I like something where I can go cool I've got the basic gist and then I don't know chop some stuff fiddle around and faff fold my washing you know what I mean like I don't have to actually like sit there and physically like stare at the screen take in everything. Sopranos honestly I think it's kind of good but the thing is, his wife is quite a strong character and you've got, because it's all those like Jersey women, right? And mm. I don't even, I've not been to Jersey, couldn't tell you, but in my pop culture reference mind, like Jersey ladies are pretty like hardy, strong women. Actually though, have you seen that movie? I want to say it's called It Takes Two, the Olsen twins. And it's got Kirstie Alley in it. Probably, but like a million years a ago. A million years ago. Okay, sure. let me take you back. <laughs> take me I also did watch it 50 million times as a child, not going to lie. My friend Kirstie and I were both ginger and approximately the same age and we would pretend that we were twins because we loved the Olsen twins so much and we would watch all of their I movies every time we hung out. It was very fun. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. It's kind of like that one that Lindsay Lohan is in Parent Trap, I think. Where yeah. What happens is she's on, like one of the girls is on school camp but she's like a foster kid and they go to like school camp and they all don't have parents so they have a social worker that looks after them. The social worker is Kirstie Alley. Wherever they're staying is somewhere and then there's like a rich girl who lives on the other side and it's like the mansion and they joke about how it's a haunted mansion is it coming back to you yeah that's coming back to then me. they're like yeah the ghost of blah 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 lives over there and then she's like this tough tomboy girl who's like i don't know eight years old or ten years old or something or 12 i don't know whatever age i can't really tell children's ages anymore and then they're like let's go over there and look and then they <laughs> see it like yeah there so the girl like that other olsen twin who's there the parent trapper um they're like identical twins because it's mary Kate and ashley don't you know but they're like over there. <laughs> <laughs> and they're over there and then the, when they're in the window and they're looking they're like orphan kids they're like oh my god it's the ghost and it's the dad's like new girlfriend who's like rocking around in a towel with like a wrapped around her head oh, a robe yeah. on a cucumbers yeah. on her eyes and a face mask on so she looks freaky as <laughs> <laughs> And the they're classic, obviously like, all like pre-internet time, so they don't really have you know a vibe for like what luxurious people who have money do. That's what they do. All the and time. then they're like, ah! and then I don't know the other girl who's the rich kid who has like done something perhaps and panicked. I guess mm -hmm. what does she do? And she like runs out of the house, and they're both like in panic state. They're like, oh my god! And then somehow they get swapped yeah. over because they oh look the same, and then they yes. like live each other's lives. How does it work? I think one of them is like, what the hell are you doing out here? Like the posh girls run all the way into the woods and their friends are like, we ran. What happened to you? Oh my God, why are you dressed different? And then they're like, she's like panicked. I don't know. And then the girl who's like the orphan girl gets bustled in and like to put on her fancy dress to play the piano recital that she's supposed to perform for this group of people. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then the other girl goes to camp and they're like, what the fuck is happening? Didn't know they looked like each other. Anyways, the story of this is what I was meaning is that the girl who's the orphany one, I'm pretty sure she's from Jersey. Uh, and oh, Kirstie yeah. Alley's from Jersey. And then, but Kirstie Alley is like such this like intense, strong, like empowered woman. But the idea is that she's like, no, 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 no. This is what's happening. This is what we're doing here. We got it. And I feel like The Sopranos gives you that energy as well. Mm, yeah, you like that energy. And I like <laughs> the whole storyline of that movie. 
I was like just thinking about the Bechdel test and those like random kid movies, not kid movies, no, but because obviously that's for anybody. Um, but is it the, the movie? Is it called She's All That? He's <gasps> on. No, She's the Man. Oh, no, do you know I recently watched this too? And is that the one? Who's the actor in She's the Man? The girl. Oh, Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes. That's the one. Do you know my housemate just made me watch, well, not just made me, I accepted with pleasure to watch What a Girl Wants. Oh my God, there's so much. What I graphically remember is uh, my best friend and I, we skipped going to the school disco to go or the school social sorry to go and watch that movie at the cinema instead <laughs> honestly great times amazing fell in love with whatever that guy is that is in there that actually like I don't actually want to touch you ever and hang out with you but you seem cool because you rode a motorbike rad <laughs> but Colin Firth wonderful man <laughs> Colin Firth he's a babe right yeah I think he just seems so nice and genuine and unlike Hugh Grant which obviously you have to compare them together because Bridget Jones yeah yeah I something. think Colin Firth is better because I think Hugh Grant would actually be a dick yeah I think I used to always be very Hugh Granty, but now I'm an older, more refined lady. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. No, I think it's because you just, uh, what do you call it, accept the love you think you deserve, and Hugh Grant will give you that love or some <laughs> shit, and then you've graduated to, like, the genuineness of Colin Firth. But honestly, if I found out that Colin Firth was actually a motherfucking cunt, I would be... Mm. I'd actually be devastated. I'd be so upset. Would you? Well, I would be not upset. I just feel like the picture that has been painted for me in my own yeah. mind that I've made up from these genuine movies that he's had rolls in <laughs> yeah yeah totally from all the things that he's pretended to be uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although the thing I was going to say about she's the man is apparent I don't know if it's that one but that's one that goes to my head um, comes to my head is that I think it might be that movie that it, only reason it passes the Bechdel test is because one of the girls calls another one of the girls like a slut or something <laughs> so they're not talking about a man <laughs> No apparently way. Like, apparently some movies only pass just, and it's because, like, they're calling another woman, like, a slut or saying, I wish you were dead or something like that. Like, technically pass. They pass on a technicality, but it's not exactly, like, a feminist text. <laughs> Interesting. And I, but I think, you say feminist text, right? And I kind of hate that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Like, that shouldn't be the way that it needs to be categorized to make it, like, it shouldn't be yeah, feminist yeah. because, dude, we should just be learning, as I say, dude. <laughs> But as as we're kind of learning to just have a conversation that is neutral, mm. neutral in the way that it's accepting and open to everybody who is involved, as opposed to being neutral where you have no passion, give zero fucks. It's like I really now I'm just going to start just talking about the podcast and it's like no, I love it, and chat. I'm also just <laughs> just wanting to know about the Bechdel test on the Wikipedia page and find out when it actually came into existence. It became more widely discussed in the 2000s. All three Lord of the Rings films fail the test. This is because I searched Bechdel test inception. And then it says, people also ask, which is now my new favourite feature of the Google, which I did really comprehend earlier. But yeah, all three Lord of the Rings films fail the test. Good. Excellent to know. Inception also passes. Thank goodness for that. I missed that part. I just was going to look creation date. Oh, came in to creation. Before I was born. 1985. It also is called, sometimes called the Bechdel Wallace test. The test named after American cartoonist Alison Bechdel in whose 1985 comic strip Dykes to Watch Out For. Great fucking name. I love it. That's a great name. The test first appeared. Bechdel credited the idea to her friend Liz Wallace and the writings of Virginia Woolf. After the test became more widely discussed in the 2000s, a number of variants and tests inspired by it emerged. I love the idea of Dykes to watch out for because it gives, like, it's kind of, I guess, a topic that's been really public right now in New Zealand is the conversion therapy bill, right? Is the... Yeah. Oh my god, are you touch me? I got your germs. Now I'm gay. Like, it doesn't work like that, dude. <laughs> like, that's what I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I don't know this comic strip, but in my mind, that is the vision that it like it offers off. Watch like, out for like, Watch out for her when your friend wants to wear your shirt or something, or like wants to borrow oh your clothing because oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like I need to look like check out this comic strip now. Yeah, I think to be honest, let's click into it and have a little look. All right, Dykes to watch out for. Wait, can I get asked for your picture of what this is going to be before we see it properly? I don't really know. I'm. I actually was like, my thought process was that it's going to be like cool. Dykes. <laughs> Dykes on bikes. Uh, my, my first thought was like short shaved hair on a bike. <laughs> I was thinking more like Mean Girls vibe of uh, Janice Ian where she is like, oh my God, she was at the pool party but I couldn't invite her because like, she's like, I love me. <laughs> He's obsessed with me. All right, all right. Images, Dykes to watch out for. We got it. I can see like a, whole, a person with a shaved head. I'm kind of right. Where's their motorbike? <laughs> I don't know, but 
I love that it's like dykes to watch out for. And he looks like Where's Wally. (laughs) (laughs) For me, that's quite a funny little commentary on the thing that she's trying to say. So it looks like it's a book. The essential. Sounds like a whole whole thing. Yeah. Take your time out of your life if you've not yet dived into this dykes to watch out for and have a little gander. Why should I be a productive member of society that thrives by oppressing everyone else in the world? You know, you're absolutely right. I think you've hit on a very symbolic form of protest here. And the person the person is like inside their bed with their covers on and like huff huff pose oh wearing the stripy where's wally t-shirt and then the person that is saying like you know you're absolutely right is like outside with their hand on their chin like yeah interesting so this is 1985 oh my god it's like hang on it's actually i feel like this is a throwback to what we've been saying so the person who was standing and talking back said yes as a citizen of a privileged country renounce the power you have to actively dissent and educate just stay in bed that'll show those republicans a thing or two you want a meaningful way to express your solidarity with the people who are sleeping five to a mattress in refugee camps what is what <laughs> oh he's giving him shit yeah totally we're giving them shit they're giving them shit i do zero gender obviously what a meaningful way to express your solidarity with the people who are sleeping bold five not bold to a bold mattress not bold in refugee camps in shanty towns and prisons can i get you another bold blanket and bold before i leave boom look at this this beckdale test look at her yeah. alison beckdale she is on the forefront of some conversation that is still <laughs> the correct fucking way of life now yeah. i love this i love this old mate under the blanket where's wally top guy he's like all right all right all right i'm up already it's so good and then the next little comic strip is the two of them walking away old mate not stripe has got the hand on the butt smack yeah smack is the like action i guess <laughs> and then it says in the little like chat blurb is like whatever happened to bribing your lover out of bed with hot blueberry muffins snaps man so snaps I don't know how this is like fully somehow relevant to what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Why do we get out of bed? Victor Tess knows what's up. I'd like to get out of bed, bed for hot blueberry muffins personally, but I mean. Um, yeah. Okay. Holy friggin' heck. So, <laughs> so there is a Breaking Bad. <laughs> Does, did not pass the test, right? Is that the... I don't think so. Interesting. And The Wire did? Um, it definitely didn't in the ones that I watched, but I reckon potentially in the future. I... <laughs> mildly concerned that you've searched this on your internet browser, but I know you so I'm... I want to say aware of your situation so I can understand why potentially you've searched it, but also you've got to explain it to me because... I'm a little... Like a tiny bit worried. Just a small amount worried. Um, but <laughs> okay. I like here that you have searched... I have Stockholm Syndrome. Ooh. <laughs> That's a very good question. You know what? I know why I searched that. Is it because you watched the episode on Netflix about, it's called Get Popped, I think, the series, and it's about Stockholm Syndrome, and it tells you all about ABBA, which is phenomenal. No, I haven't oh. seen that. <laughs> okay. I searched it because it came up on a TikTok. Ooh. That's like by a therapist woman that I follow, and it kind of does this thing where she's just there being like pointing to the words on the side, and it's just like, you're such a good little girl. She like always does what she's told, so quiet and polite, blah, blah, blah. And then she like dances and she's like, I have Stockholm syndrome. And I went, wait, what? <laughs> Whatever it said on the side would probably easily be like on a report card uh, for me as a child. Interesting. And I was like, did I have Stockholm syndrome? Which is like the reason that this might get like a bit intense because then I think then it talks about childhood. Politely, I can see, <laughs> I can see that you've gone, yeah. you've like scrolled down and gone between parent and child and like, is it a relation to your sexual mindset, I guess is what it looks like you've searched. I don't know what the sexual part is, but. <laughs> I guess you were just avid, like, just clicking on yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's yeah, stuff. it was quite interesting, some of like the parent-child stuff. Can you define Stockholm Syndrome for me, us? My understanding is it's a, well, actually, I can see it right here. It's a psychological bond, basically, that a hostage might develop with their captors during captivity. So they start to empathize with their captor. And I think the idea was that it started in Stockholm when there was some sort of like literal like maybe like bank robbery or some shit like some people were held hostage and one of the women fell in love with one of the people one of their captors right. but it's the idea that almost like you're so like afraid or whatever or like maybe don't feel safe so you start to identify with the person and you start being like extra extra nice to them and being like it's almost like I feel so unsafe that I'm just gonna block this unsafe feelings and just 
feel the good feeling my understanding it's an emotional response right as opposed to oh yeah absolutely I don't know every other response you can have <laughs> like a coping mechanism like a defense mechanism that you would do when you feel so unsafe that your body just like reacts in a weird way and um it's so you know the fear responses fight flight freeze like fight mode flight mode and freeze so it's like if a tiger comes at you you might just I don't surely you want to try fight a tiger but you might I don't know like front up to it um you might run away or you might just genuinely freeze and your body just like goes like paralyzed with fear but there's like the fourth one that they I don't know if they like properly recognize it I think they might see it as is it because it doesn't uh, start with the response <laughs> they've made it start with F because it's fawn F-A-W-N and that's like when you're like really sweet so like you just sort of go oh. so like if someone's being mean to you and you just be like real nice to them with the idea of almost like bringing the anger down or something like if someone's like being mean you're like if I'm really sweet why would they be mean to me god and are you targeting me specifically <laughs> Do you, do you relate? Because this is like me to a T. I mean, I don't awful. always relate because I can definitely flip and go, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, same. I like to think that my default setting, shit, man. <laughs> we really... <laughs> My default is that mm. I'm friends with everyone until I know otherwise. Like, you know, if we're like in a situation where we're having a chat or whatever, I don't know you. So I like, I don't have any kind of reason to be rude to you or mean to you or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like face value. We're friendly until I feel, you know, like until like there's a reason for otherwise. Fuck yeah. I relate to that so much. I've actually seen people talk about this before when they say like, uh, when, particularly when they talk about trust and they reckon there's two types of people, people who trust 100%, like they go in with full trust and then the person's got to prove that they're not trustworthy for them to distrust them and then the other people are going with like zero trust and you've got to earn their trust so it goes like bottom up and then top down and I'm like I'm a hundred percent a top down like I'm a I'm going and assuming everybody's got my best interests at heart that they're like good people because I'm like people are inherently good and la 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 and then some people go in and don't have that mentality and I can't relate <laughs> that's so interesting I think oh, I mean I don't want to say yeah man this is what I am I like to think that I consider others in the decisions that I make I'm not like out for just myself but mm. I don't know if it has beca is because I have potentially been hurt a few times in my life you know just overall all of it that I come from a bottom up approach when I look at other people but I like to think that I'm like a I'm trustworthy Ooh. until which you've just made me shiver me timbers this is my like pickle of speaking to you right <laughs> as you make me rethink all my things or like you know realize some stuff which is kind of scary but cool <laughs> But I definitely am skeptical of people, right? As I don't necessarily trust that people will like look out for me. Yeah, I feel like I've heard you say that before. And I should be more skeptical. I've been working really hard on being more skeptical. I feel like there's somewhere in the middle that's sort of like a sort of happy medium. Yeah. Where you don't just like immediately come at someone and be like like with immediate cynicism. But then you don't also come out well like like a like a just like a eh, like fully open, just kick me in the face if you want. No, like, no, 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 shit. It's like no. me. No, please <laughs> I've been don't so hard on that I recognize it myself and after like a lot of therapy and I've been I've had a lot of people take advantage of that niceness so I've had to learn to sort of be like dial it back a bit and be like maybe you should trust your gut now and then like. yeah and I think that's a really hard thing to lean into right is like trusting your gut because it's kind of scary and it puts you out in the wind a little bit mm. oh, I'm learning about it it's really hard and scary but it's really Ooh. annoying like something happened to me recently and it was a good grr, wake up call for me because it was totally like I was like I kind of had a feeling that this was the situation mm -hmm. and then someone confirmed it for me externally without like me asking I just like no cues but they just were like hey actually I feel like you should know about this and I was like oh. Jane Street trust your damn gut more because actually you're so much more intuitive than you think you are and then learning to do that very hard <laughs> so hard I like that you talk about intuition right so it's interesting here that you jam into some yin and some uh, tarot <laughs> reading what's missing in your tarot reading kind of searches or like page visits I guess yeah tell me about that so intuition and your tarot yeah that came up as like um an important part of my run so did you do it did yeah you do one? did you do it so with the one. person uh that I did yes, it with same person <gasps> was it amazing yes but it was really interesting I um did it over email so it wasn't over like a zoom and she oh, was wow. somehow managed to read it fully without even like meeting me talk me through all of it so did she just type words or was she did you do like a video and then send you a video of like hey I pulled this blah 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 she took photos of the threads that she did and then explained what they meant and then her takeaway and like summarized them and stuff like that. And I had asked like something about, because she said, would you want like a general reading or would you want something like a, a question?
question answered. And I said something about sort of feeling like I'm at a big fat crossroads in like every part of my life and I don't really know what to do next. And I was like, I don't know what the question is, but. Cool. Question before you Bang, yeah. dive into the explanation. Have you done yeah. a tarot reading before? I have. And I own some tarot cards and I can see them right there. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. How many, how many readings have you done? And like, what's your politely, I'm like, how serious do you take it? <laughs> yeah just for, just for people listening Good and question. so like to get a, a understanding and I I've, I think I've only done one proper tarot reading and it was actually a couple one with like my ex last year and it was very intense very intense like he's a pretty intense dude it was very like trippy time so we were just like running around Melbourne just tripping out on like not literally like in the fun just way the just the experience out on of our travel minds. and like an- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and how seriously do I take it in the nice possible way I used to be super like I'd be a horoscope for funsies but grain of salt um handful of salt sometimes <laughs> and just to be like the classic like charlie randomly deep about shit like i got really really sick at one point in 2018-19 and i thought i was gonna die you know just a oh, yeah, little good. thing you know how you do and... black and white everything <laughs> <laughs> and it was really intense and it was almost like a really long drawn out near-death experience so when it got better it was like i saw the world a whole different way like i had fully accepted like i'd done the full acceptance i'm never gonna eat anything i like again and I'm gonna die soon it's fine you know that was my that's what I came to so my whole that's mentality that's really shifted. hard I'm it sorry fucking, that it was really hard that yeah. was a thing that you had to experience but I'm also glad yeah. that you're uh, currently here and I'm yes. you eat things that you like I've seen you do it yes <laughs> I am able to eat the foods again and they Woo. my body is able to you know actually digest it which is also really great <laughs> we love a functioning body and I have one right now well pretty fairly functioning it gets me by to a degree oh here we go we're silver lining <laughs> <laughs> to a degree yeah self-deprecative silver linings full circle <laughs> basically what happened after that was that I had like a bit of like a almost a baby spiritual awakening and I could not tell you what it felt like but I just got the feeling in my body I just like I feel spiritual now don't know I didn't what the, I didn't know what that meant but I was just a lot more open to just randomness to like those types of things that like it is what it is and like you, you take what you take and you leave it's my you worst leave. fucking saying hey, it is what it is it is what it is it is what it is <laughs> in my initial mind apart from recently I've been saying it in a serious way and I'm horrified at myself often I feel that people will use it because it's their kind of way to politely say that they're settling or they're giving up on something and they're oh, like yeah. reducing the effort that they'll ever do or they're just going well it is what it is mm. they just accept the status quo if that makes sense yeah the default yeah the default <laughs> <laughs> to be honest is probably a lesson I need to learn is just go hey look this is what it is accept move on carry on but sometimes I feel like maybe I'm just too excited and passionate and I just want to drive forward and go like no but we can totally do this it's going to be amazing rah, 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 rah. Yeah. and I feel like when you say it is what it is it just cuts <laughs> all of that potential out you know what I mean like it offers cool full stop no potential and that's why I hate it I can see what you mean it almost feels like it takes away the autonomy the freedom of choice and movement type thing it's just like it is what it is the end rather than being like we actually have options here totally it takes away the options I think what I feel and I forget that I'm highly creative I guess Mm -hmm. and because it's just the way that I live my life you know and I think for me it signals the stunting of creativity and the stunting of like potential development and that kind of thing Mm. and that's why I hate it but to be honest I've now learned that if you've done everything you can ever do and you just have to let the cards fall where they fall sorry that we're talking about a tarot thing (laughs) 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 and then it is what it is because you've done your bloody best it probably depends if you're saying it from like a point of defeat or a point of like acceptance yeah and I think that's my learning of perspective changes right mm, because when it's coming from a place of defeat it is what it is you know you could say that about anything awful if you wanted to or you could say or it could be like a thing that like I can't change it like oh we're in lockdown for two more weeks at level three it is what it is I'm going to make the best of it it's fully dependent on the mindset yeah, whereas I feel like saying it is what it is, sometimes I'm like, you're cutting out the hope, mate. We've got no, like, where do we go from here? Stop cutting out the hope. That's, I think, what I dislike about it because I love to live in, like, a world where, like, possibilities are endless. Well, potentially not endless, but there are possibilities. <laughs> They're fairly endless. I, and I think it's funny that, like, that's where you go when I said that because it's almost like I almost mean, like, the literal opposite of that. Like, it is what it is. Like, things are what they are. The world turns. Everyone believes what they believe like things like the sky is blue and you know like I don't even know how you explain it like almost like nothing nothing really matters but then everything matters 
to me I think that my brain went to this place where like everything is true and not true at the same time everybody is really smart and knows like a bunch of shit and then also people can be every, everybody can be real dumb and know nothing and like it's like if, um there's so much possibility that like why would I not do tarot because what yeah. do I know do I know better than tarot do I know better than like like literally anything. How was your tarot reading? So you did it over the internet? <laughs> yeah, I did it over email. And she sent, she did three different like spreads of cards. Well, actually it was two, one seven card one, one three card one, and then a like final oracle card. And took photos of it and then explained it all to me. And it was really, um, it's one of those things that was just like, I, as usual, weirdly accurate. I don't understand how they happen, always happen to be so accurate because they do. And this happened like last year in the reading. It's so interesting, I think. Mm. To be honest, my first tarot reading was recently with this person and I loved it so much. But I think about it is it's all up to interpretation. Like all the mm-hmm. cards have a similar sim, symbolism. No. Nope. Symbolism. All the cards have a symbolism. <laughs> Far out. English. First language. Can Correct. I speak it? Maybe. Words, kind all of. the cards have a symbolism and then you can kind of weave your own sort of understanding from it, right? But it lays yeah. out weirdly something to put at the forefront of your mind or put in a priority or kind of go, hey, look, actually, no, leave that in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like, um, I think what I was trying to say before it, I forgot what I was saying, but like um, that I feel like things like tarot don't even, like they don't need to be some sort of magic psychic bullshit. Um, it doesn't matter if that it's real or not, in my humble opinion. Um, it's more like how you use it. And the way I've decided, like the way I've come around to perceive it is that like, have you heard that idea? If you like can't make a decision of like, like a two option decision, you flip a coin and to decide but the thing is you don't look at where it lands you look you wait for that subconscious like I hope it goes heads or I hope it goes tail Ah. when it's in the air because somewhere in your body you know what you want or what you'd prefer and sometimes you almost need to put it up to chant to realize what you want yeah I to be honest have not heard it described in the way that you described it I mean I have played sport and done a toss (laughs) that makes you decide you know like a flip and yeah yeah. goes what way (laughs) so I know that concept but interestingly enough the other day I asked my housemate and it wasn't this but it was something along the lines of I should be open a bottle of red or white Mm. and then she goes this option and I was like oh actually I kind of want white wine you know like and she was like it's no 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 I like I'm cool with whatever and she she kind of said sometimes it's actually someone saying that this is what yeah no do you know what it was I was asking what kind of noodles I should put in the noodle soup that's so funny (laughs) it was like udon noodles or egg noodles and she goes oh udon and I was like oh actually I really want egg noodles <laughs> it's totally it's the same concept, right? But I mean, exactly in a very concept, um, yeah. instant instantaneous boil water situation. It's almost like you trick yourself into figuring out what you, your own thoughts are in a way. Yeah. And I find it super helpful. And you can read as deeply into it or as high level as you want to. Like you can just be like, this is saying that I feel trapped right now. I need to do something and then I'll have success. Done. Cool. That makes you feel safe. Or you could be like, what does it mean? Like, what does this action card mean? Yeah. And like I think I got one that action was saying like it was like I did literally in the three card spread it was like what career should I do or something like she asked it and the first card had a picture of a woman bound up with all these like swords around her and she's blindfolded eight of swords (laughs) (laughs) classic and she was like you feel trapped like you don't know where you are what to do and then the next one was like the action card and it was like someone like giving something to some like people who needed it's like charitable giving and she said like you might be the person who was doing the charitable giving like maybe working for some sort of charitable organization or you could be the recipient of charitable giving even if it means like like doing a course funded by the government or something like that interesting and is that one of your options that are on the potential table like literally both of those things are on the table for me interesting yeah which was trippy but like I had the feeling that I was trying to think of I hadn't had those things on the table how I would have read it but in a way it told me that I'm going the right way and then the final card kind of showed like a happy person surrounded by pentacles like coins and sort of like like what's the word physical environmental success just like you know yeah and they're like goodness so it was like so the outcome will be good so don't worry it's tarot man I feel (laughs) again my um, upbringing inside of like a religious setting makes you think that kind of stuff is not you know not good it's like the the work of the devil or some kind of something like that but I 
think actually interestingly what it is is it lays some stuff out gives you like a problem solving tool and a way mm-hmm. to kind of visualize and create understanding for I don't know that's what I yeah and I'm like are they magic maybe <laughs> I don't know I can't I don't know enough about the universe to know if it's magic or not is magic even is it, a thing? Is I don't know is, <laughs> yeah is it a thing what is I magic? think um, I'm honest I have not like, talked to anybody who has done a tarot reading like in a not I don't want to say in a serious tarot reading but like who has done a legitimate reading like going in for that mm. that hasn't come out and gone nah that meant nothing to me you know what I mean yeah. like there's always a takeaway and whether mm. it's just something that shifts your perspective and does the chance thing like you say it flips the coin and makes you go oh, this is what I want yeah interesting. it's super interesting I find it I, I was actually talking to someone about it the other day and I was saying like because when people will go like oh it's all in your head you're like making something out of nothing and I'm like but if it works isn't that all that matters like placebos work yeah and like so like would you rather not take the sugar pill if it works then if you had a sugar pill and an antibiotic and you know that both will have the exact same effect you may as well take the sugar pill because it's better I don't know you or something. it's better for you it's not killing the bacteria in your gut or whatever like in my opinion personally I feel like if the placebo works it works fuck it lean into it you know yeah <laughs> maybe I'm an idiot maybe I'm weird yeah but the sentiment is you've got to you've got to do what you've got to do exactly and I like it I think that's easy said than done right but the thing is you've got to do what you've got to do asterisks is how it's <laughs> but the asterisk that I think is the asterisk is you've got to do what you've got to do but you've got to be cool with what you do yeah whatever feels right to you you've got to live with your shit right like if you do something you've got to live with it like my Ooh. I feel like my mum would always say you've made your bed now you've got to lie in it <laughs> Yeah, but legitimately, like you've made it. Yeah. You have to. You've got to live with the consequences of your actions. I'm so sorry that unfortunately the nature of existence is you don't get to escape those. Yeah. At the moment, sometimes if you have linear. a little bit of money and a little bit of privilege, you get to escape it a bit more. But even that will take you so far. If you've got a, if you've got a heart on you, you know, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Like like you're going to yeah. pay for it somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, tarot. How? What, oh yeah. What I was googling. I was googling. Apparently, my first spread actually the two so out of all 10 cards there were no cups and there are four suits in the tarot deck so it's like cups wands pentacles and swords swords and, and i had no major cups. arcana and all the major arcana all the big powerful boys My, i got the hermit it was telling me to hermit and i was like it's about right i've already been hermiting but we can continue interesting where did that fall in your read like category wise in your reading like the recommendation of what to do next was the hermit mm. but yeah when you look into the meaning of the hermit is it more like recluse and sit with it is that kind of the vibe that it's giving you it's like sort of the idea of going inwards and trusting yourself and doing what you want and it also suggests well she wrote that it could be an extended period of reflection so like I think it is the idea of like taking some time going into yourself like maybe gathering information but at the end of the day it's like it's going to come from you not from anybody else it's really uh, scarily encouraging yeah right it was actually kind of nice saying it might take a while because totally. it makes me feel better because I've it's been a while <laughs> so I'm yeah like, oh, thank but God. also Otherwise, empowering to give you the like confidence I guess not that not that you need it but you know just like you said earlier about like sometimes you just need to validate people's stuff and that makes mm. them feel valued and you know f- feel heard about their stuff so that kind of gives you that validation of yeah you've got it like it's yeah that's why I like tarot it's I so know. good I know the fine arts didn't do it at uni but like got really good in my papers of fine arts and me loves that shit man <laughs> yeah oh, apparently cool. I got no cups and that means that it might mean that I've got a block because cups represent feelings and emotions yeah and saying that maybe I'm holding back and I'm like shh <laughs> shh don't need to talk about that did you say on the flip side what could, that could mean as well though or not really not really she was like she basically said like that she noticed that there were no cups in it and it could mean that my feelings are tightly under wraps and it could help if I talk about my concerns and fears with like a trusted trusted person people while you're being recorded over a podcast <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so I think she was trying to say go on a podcast tell all your friends <laughs> Oh, not even your friends, people you don't, even know. <laughs> you don't even know. Amazing. That's so interesting. So in my one reading that I did, there was two suits that didn't show up oh. and it was not cups. I, I probably should like go back and look at my notes, but from what I've taken from it, the leaf that I've taken is that it's either you've got your shit together in these areas mm. and or like not necessarily that you've got your shit together in these areas, but that's not currently the focus right now. Mm. I mine was very heavy in like pentacles, which is like more kind of like careery, focusy money life. Same. And then also like a lot of cups turned up so it was very Ooh. like and to be fair I was 
like my emotions are wild but at the same time not necessarily that they're wild it's just like let's be real I'm 80% thoughts and feelings that's my existence (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it's so interesting because I didn't have any swords or wands that is interesting until later and we did like an extra spread and just kind of went in depth about some stuff but yeah bloody hell tarot man I uh I'm here for a day I think it's one of those times you can't do it all the time you can't use it for every single situation in your life but you can definitely take it use it as a moment to broaden your mindset yeah absolutely I think the reason I've been leaning into it lately is that I don't really have I was I, I was actually talking to like my bubble mate I was talking to him about the tarot thing because he doesn't get it the way I said it was like I was like I don't really have anything right now if that makes sense like I don't really have any foundational grounding and I think it's really um using me up in the air like I don't really have anything I have to do I don't really have any like serious responsibilities beyond keeping myself alive I'm actually not really attached to anything and normally it's easier to like do something when you're like levering off something else if you know what I mean like I've already got a routine what am I going to do in this time outside of it or something like that but if you don't have anything anything's possible it's like god like I feel really disconnected and floating it's so interesting yeah and so I think I use it as like a way of grounding myself ironically when people probably think of it as the opposite they're like oh like floaty weird like um thing but I do it as the opposite I'm like how do I just I don't know pull it to anything yeah but I think I think it's anything whatever whoever you are that whatever you grab onto right something you pull meaning from Mm. and like I don't want to say like find security in but kind of it's along that vein of sort of thing right because I like what you're saying where you're like I don't have anything and sometimes I feel that that could be some people's dream right is like the freedom of what could I do yeah you know but sometimes actually that's the scariest shit right okay it's super weird to sort of feel like anything is possible it actually feels like a lot of pressure absolutely and I it's like don't fuck it up (laughs) legit man my reading kind of made me feel like that because it sort of what do you call it like um insinuated some other things that have been I don't want to say like spoken over my life it's a very fucking Jesus-y shit to say but like <laughs> like you know in terms of like broader things that I have well uh, that have been said about my existence just by other people even yeah. not necessarily by like an astrological shit or like a tarot or whatever but they've like yeah you've got greatness in you and I'm like cool Ooh. dude I'm just gonna go over here and panic and then procrastinate the shit away because my ADHD is just overwhelming me <laughs> yeah 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 and then like approximately do nothing and then be upset because <laughs> it feels like you're supposed to do something eh? like when you feel like you're supposed to do something it's but like but what 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 does that mean what yeah mean? Like, totally what the hell am we gonna do it wrong <laughs> yeah honestly here i can see you've um looked at something moon time moon time in the morning what <laughs> what is that about what is it moon time oh moon time that's a book is it yes I, underneath it says underneath it says empower your period yeah that was basically <laughs> it what does that mean so so I'm uh, are you gonna say I'm on my period (laughs) (laughs) I've just finished my period thank you very much Woohoo, no babies! Woohoo! Uh, I've got the Flow app. Flow? Have you heard of Flow? It's a, like, I want to say it's a tracking app. device. I don't know. Yes. And it tells you on each day, like, sort of what to expect on your cycle. And Generic? Or is it like a... It knows it's pretty... It's, it kind of knows me. It sort of knows... It, like, predicts my cycles. And then it's pretty accurate. Super interesting because the other... I think the reason I've been looking it up lately is because in the lockdown, you're in close quarters. Well, for me, I'm in close quarters with one other person. And he's a very chill, like... I don't know how you even explain. Like, he doesn't have, like... I'm out here with these, like, emotional, like, roller coaster, And he feels a lot more, like, chill. We just get stressed. Like, even keel, yeah. kind of. Is it even like, keel? I don't know. If you're going to graph it, his would be lower and mine would be more extreme I would say yeah and like the other day and he's very nice so like if I get angry it's like hold on can I ask you a question is he nice or is he kind he's kind he's a he's a good human because I think being described as nice yeah he's a nice it makes me want to vomit in my mouth and I think oft someone often describes me as nice and it makes me not want to be very nice I'm often described as nice. It's um, interesting. But yeah, so kind, good human, all that type of stuff. And so if I get angry at him, I sort of have to look into myself and be like, how much of it is me and how much of it is him? Because we're in too close a quarters not to really, I can't be an asshole about it. So I've got to be pretty sure that I'm angry at him if I'm going to like be a dick. I <laughs> love, yeah, but I love your like self-awareness of this, right? Thanks. <laughs> I'm trying no very hard. Problem. It's so 
hard because I think when you reach that level of intimacy with another human being, I guess in the depths of an intimate relationship, sure. But really, it's like when you hang out with your family, you can Ooh. flip a switch and you can like lose your shit at them or just totally. like snap. And it's not good or healthy, really, but it's a safe space where you know that like they're your family, so they can't. Yeah, the vulnerability. Can... Yeah, sort of totally. Is, yeah. But then when yeah. you also, because I feel as though I realized it when I moved back and in, like into my family home after like 10 ish years of not living there, that mm. I was like, shit, it, like the, I like no filter, you know, you like lose that filter. And I think that's the like, you kind of want to do that when you've hung out with someone in, in like an intensive five week lockdown. <laughs> but at the same time, when you realize that you check yourself, that is such a good self awareness because also I think growing up and learning is what I learned, I guess, moving back home is you can't just do that to your family. Like there's times when mm. you're like, hey, look, I'm just not in the mood for you to talk at me right now. I just like, I don't have the capacity for it. I'm so sorry. I've got to go to my room. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the oh, being a grown up and learning some stuff is like, <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't just flip your shit. Yeah. God damn it. No, but regulating totally. your you emotions. Oh, emotional regulation. Yeah. Because the other day I got pissy for like something that was not intended to be mean or anything. And it made me angry, viscerally angry. And I was just like, Jesus, like, I need to leave the house. I need to go for a walk. Like, and I like unpacked it. But then later on, I was like, hmm, I wonder. And then I pulled up my, my little flow app and it basically said like you're probably PMSing right now <laughs> like literally I think it was like day 26 or 25 or something and it was just like mood irritable tired etc and I was like wait <laughs> like because I've never really noticed any connection between me yeah. and my cycle and I was like hang on am I am I like yeah it makes sense that I would be so I've been actually checked like kind of tracking it like because yesterday I started to feel like really full of energy like I did we did exercise and I was like going hardcore and I was like and I've heard a thing about this um <laughs> I think it's called period power man I feel like I've never really talked this like I mean also same I just am like living my life also currently I'm on the pill for fuck knows why <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but like, <laughs> I, I'm on it for five weeks of lockdown. Of, I don't want to say celibacy because that's bullshit, but um, <laughs> like government, government section. Government mandated abstaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, saving lives, you know, by not fucking anyone. Um, <laughs> You're not following the rules. He said spread your legs. Oh, I mean, you can still spread them. You don't have to let anyone touch your spreaded legs. Way. Oh, <laughs> two minute distance. <laughs> Shiver me, Timbers. That's not a challenge, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard because I think sometimes you need a weird like closed space routine to check your like to make you check or something to like give you those markers to go oh okay this is happening often at this time blah 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 which is mm. personally something I don't I work a job that shifts out at 8am or 4pm like I like I have quite a breadth of inconsistency in my routine yeah so I find it really hard to pick up on that kind of stuff mm, so I am so like enlightened by you <laughs> you know what you're so right because I think in here it's like you know to be able to have like a, a good like research experiment thing you sort of have to have like a lot of constants so you can measure the change right no. Absolutely. like throwing back to high school science and like historically I have had a lot of like medical health ups and downs like physical health ups and downs mental health ups and downs I've dated some pretty hectic humans <laughs> so like like what is consistency I don't know this is probably the first time I've like been in any con consistent constant environment and <laughs> hang on <laughs> now I'm having a realization <laughs> So I found it really hard when I started taking medication that was supposed to make me more consistent. I mean, mm. you know as a friend, so, but I'll just explain it just in case this becomes a relevant thing that I need to say. Yeah. <laughs> when I got a, like officially diagnosed with ADHD, you get to go through the fun journey. And if anyone's been on it, you know all about it. Any kind of diagnosis of something that is like a mental health disorder, you basically get to take drugs that recorrect your brain chemistry to make you similar to what apparently normal is or something. <laughs> but the thing is, when you start doing that, it means that you need to regulate some shit right like you need to go like I remember I think I was like oh my gosh amazing I just picked up my prescription awesome and it was probably a Friday or something like that and I um, took the dosage that I'd been prescribed which was like two high dose pills and then I went to the fucking pub and I lo like not lost my shit but I remember being like shit man I feel pretty free and like what and it's because I'm taking legal speed. <laughs> True. Like, like not even like long acting. I was like quick dose shit, getting into it. Boom, here we go. You know, wow. like, but it was, uh, I mean, it's still a journey, right? Like I, I, to be honest, I don't think I've peaked yet and like leveled up, maintained, 
existence on the journey but having some kind of like consistency in your life or like someone who can actually like see you and go shit look you've actually like leveled out or whatever mm. really hard to self-regulate that I think especially like if your routine is not consistent yeah and I hate yeah. routine it's against my brain chemistry to have a routine <laughs> it's so hard it's like you need like a non-routine routine because like yeah. I need a routine right now like I said I have nothing to like latch on to so it feels weird to be able to do anything totally I just need like one little thing just like but you surely must find it you've just gone on like a medication trial journey I feel have you like found yeah. that in terms of have you been able to actively notice like changes and like the differences that it's made or it is wild the differences it's made and like to give context for my situation is more like um a PTSD type thing which Sounds pretty hectic. I don't know. I've kind of experienced a lot of crazy shit. To be honest, I feel like PTSD is quite funny because I think it's actually, <laughs> sorry, I, I mean funny as in curiously interesting, not like haha funny. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think PTSD in terms of conditions of mental health, like people talk about depression, PTSD I think is actually something that everyone has an awareness of mm. because it's so prevalent in pop culture because you have the wartime, right? As everyone just writes off everybody who was a soldier in some kind of army because they're like oh yeah PTSD excuse yeah. blah 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 they do the things they do because of that yeah. whereas people don't realize that PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder traumatic yeah. stress is approximately anything that causes you a trauma yeah and it's a lot to just like how your body and mind react to it and you never really know who's going to end up with like long-lasting I don't know what the word is implications like, from a trauma implications from it type thing and like some people do like you know everyone like people could experience the same thing and some would get it and some wouldn't and I think even like some things that would be like maybe perceived as like smaller traumas could still give a person PTSD because you never really know yeah absolutely um, I got really like high anxiety and depression from the PTSD relapse thingy that I had and I wouldn't I can't even go into it because I barely know what happened in hindsight but I got put on antidepressants for it but the thing is it's like so interesting that you're not like whoa I can recall it and like to be honest you don't need to retell it now it's fine but the way that your body remembers stuff and like you can't go like xyz blah 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 this is what happened but the reactions that you have because mm. oh my god wild the brain and body is just know some stuff you don't oh my body just like remembers shit I do I like in terms of like the things that have happened I do remember I, I actually mostly remember remembering I don't know yeah like I've written down a lot of stuff and I almost remember what I've written down better than I remember what happened I think that's a thing right so I to be honest am a massive fan of writing I don't do it enough I, and like we've been talking pre this conversation about how like I've been doing some writing etc mm. but I read this really interesting poem and to be honest poetry I don't really fucking understand understand today and I think if I got more into it I probably would be really good at it <laughs> but um yeah. it was so nice I actually just honestly might look it up real quick because the way that it was said and oh man it cut fucking deep because it can go either way for like whatever you're talking about and it was so sad but lovely okay so the title of it was called disappearing act and it said I remember your face less and less each day when I try I just get memories of photos of your face and that doesn't feel the same oh my god yeah and I was like oh, shit man that hits me and like it doesn't necessarily hit like I mean I like the forefront of my mind is like oh I just broke up with someone and I'm like real sad about it but then you filter back and it's like the way that it hits something that I don't like to think about a lot because it's like quite sad it's like my mum right it's like oh do I remember experiences of that or am I just like the photos that I have from going through all of that shit or like even just Mm. old friends that you haven't seen in a really long time is like you talk to them especially in a friggin' lockdown context eh? and it look at look at the friends that I have that I haven't actually seen in a really long time is like I remember photos of us because I talked to you on like messenger or whatever and I don't actually like get to you know physically see you and my memory of you is like what? yeah that's very like lockdowny vibes I like I caught up with my friend this morning on just like FaceTime and she's in Toronto and she's been working from home for like over a year like a year and a half like crazy and she's got a new job and she hasn't met anybody in person so actually her knowledge of people she literally said to me she was like I don't know how tall they are I don't know what their physicality is I sort of never really admit like I, I never really thought about the impact of only really meeting people on a screen like for a long time until now sorry this is like a sort of sidetrack but it's like not at all because I think it like <laughs> I, I don't mean to laugh at all because <laughs> it, it's so I mean I like both of us we're extroverts right I feel like that's mm. our kind of vibe is we're people people and we just love 
people and I hate people but I love that but yeah. I think the way like that you interact with someone in the space as well is like like I think what you kind of um, also this is why I fucking hate dating apps eh? is because it's the way that you meet mm-hmm. someone and the way that you like interact with them in a space and it's not necessarily like anything about them or their you know like it just people give you a vibe man I was literally about to say that <laughs> I was about to say, you remember the vibe. Well, I personally, look, I, rem- I remember the vibe better than I remember specifics. The vibe. Also, a really um, weird way that you forget that you categorize people. Ooh. And it freaks me out, mainly because I did just recently watch Clickbait and then watched something else. And maybe, oh, we talked about that the other day. The friggin' Circle, that reality TV show. Oh, Wild I love types. The Circle. <laughs> I love it because it's so interesting the way that people are participating and actively being catfished. <laughs> yeah, and actively catfishing and thinking that they're doing it well. I don't know. Yeah, Hopefully it's trippy. so, I think it, yeah, trippy, totally an interesting social experiment. Wow, wild. Yeah. You forget that that is one of your like sensory judgments about people is the physicality of meeting them. And I can't even think of someone that I've met online and never met them and like vouch for them, if that makes sense. Like in my mind, they're always a friend of a friend, so it's legit. But then, do you know what? It actually gives me a massive reminder to. And now I'm like, fuck, was I getting catfished? But I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you um, definitely watched Clickbait too recently. <laughs> fucking years ago, years ago. I want to look it up now and restalk them and see. But it was someone who met messaged me and said hey I think we were pen pals when we were kids like I remember you wrote to me about this thing la 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 and I just refound my letters da 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 and I looked you up on Facebook and now I've messaged you something along the lines of that and I remember asking my mum about it and I was like hey do you remember this person and I want to say I have a vague memory of pen pal message like writing someone a letter like from you know those magazines where they're like hey I want a pen pal and then you like write them a letter or like school or something set you up with weird pen pals like yeah, I had, I've had a couple of pen pals. Like when I was a kid, I had a couple of pen pals. Yeah, and I feel like my pen pal connected with me on Facebook, but then I panicked because I didn't know. And now I'm thinking I might just set up my own personal Nigerian catfishing business where I pen pal pretend with everybody. <laughs> and then they pay me money because help, you were my pen pal and now you need to save me from my dying marriage. Or something. I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh, horrific. Please don't do that. <laughs> I could have been ideas. getting catfished by like my old pen pal or that could have actually been my pen pal and how wild would that have been that would be pretty crazy if someone reached out to me i'd be like that's highly possible (laughs) yeah i think it freaked me out but i didn't really think about that as an option for someone catfishing you because i genuinely thought maybe they were my pen pal and i had just blanked all of that from my memory yeah but at the same time weirdly pen pals are (laughs) legit because one of my mum's actual like her like lifelong best friend was her pen pal and she was earlier i know and like i (laughs) i was saying that story and i forgot all about it and then i was like oh my god judy Uh, she was like my mum's pen pal and my mum like saved up her money to like fly to Australia when she was like 13 and did her first overseas trip by herself <laughs> well not her first overseas trip she moved to New Zealand from England as a child but like her first personal overseas trip to meet her pen pal which is so cute and then they're like so friends cute. until uh their 60s and then my mum was like do you know what I'm gonna be dead now so soz <laughs> Was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was fucking sad. It was so devastatingly horrifying. But um, yeah. So pen pals, original form of catfishing, but also potentially a really fucking great thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's time to reach out to your pen pal, then, eh? Shivers. Oh, <laughs> that's such a lovely poem, though, right? I feel yeah. Oh, disappearing act. I have seen here. It was. I to be honest, saw it. Someone shared it on Instagram, but at Holly Poetry. H-O-L-L-I-E was the uh, handle that I saw it off. The first thing that I wanted to ask you about, and I never asked you about it, <laughs> because I scrolled past and I was like, oh my gosh, I'll ask you about that later, because it's too funny not to ask about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, Hooked Nose Woman. What is it <laughs> I, I, I saw that and I knew you were going to ask me about it, and I'm like, why did I search that? I was looking up a book, so I have no idea where it came from. But I think I was searching it, Hook Nose Woman, because I was trying to figure out if I have a hooked nose. And I was like, so I know it's a bit pointy downy, but I don't know if it's hooked. What the fuck does hooked mean? Do you mean like it comes back and connects to your face? Because I'm not going to lie that everyone should have their nose connected to their face. I mean, not should, live your life, but ideally for like full <laughs> function, connected to your face helps. I'm trying to find, like, the first image that comes up is this lady. Oh, so, yes, okay. Like, sort of angles down on the bottom. I see what you're saying. The point of your nose is lower than yeah. the connection of your nostrils but and I think the, the hook even... means that you've got a bit more of a rounded at the top as well and I've always felt like I had a pointy downy 
nose and I was like, I wonder if a pointy downy nose. Show me, do you nose. do a side on and come closer to the camera? I wouldn't say that you have like a, what do you call it? Um, I don't want to say like actively hooked nose. But... Actively hooked nose. <laughs> no, you're not like, oh my God, you've got a hooked nose. But if you really wanted to like push hard and like put yourself in the category, you could probably be at like the like, what do you call it? The dabbling end of it. <laughs> the dabbling end, dabbling in the hooked nose. But the thing is, I think this kind of shape where you like your, so I think my personal nose, my, I have a pointy nose. Like it's a bit, it's my, I feel like I've got like a sharp, sharp point on my nose. Like, oh yeah, I know what you mean. It's quite, it's a cute nose. You've got a cute nose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I, if I've said that to a person before. <laughs> so nice of you <laughs> so much so though that i think i think my nostrils are exposed because my nose is so pointy <laughs> which i feel as though is the opposite of a hook nose i'm trying to like show it to you almost the same like the opposite of a hook nose my nostrils are ex- so much more exposed than if my like the blip blip the pointy the tip of my nose if it like i was slightly more sunken below my nostrils in like a what do you call it like a planar view is that when you do like a drawing of like all the sides and it's like front back left top view like if you did like a front on of my face I feel as though my tip of my nose and my nostrils are pretty in line if my tip of my nose came down a bit further I could smash a septum piercing whereas because my nose is so pointing pointy rather not pointing pointy I think a septum piercing would just look ridiculous I've literally never thought about the kind of noses that septum piercings look good on I want one but yeah I think you would look phenomenal with it i have chronic rhinitis which is a really nice way of saying i have a chronically running nose that's okay uh, you just need a nightmare something to think about but what you could do is you could just do a little fakie give it a go see how it goes should do a little fakie that'd be kind of cool yeah just test it out i i was wondering if my nose is like a little bit pointy downy which i don't know what the better word for it is i'm like i wonder if it's like the cross between like my mum and my dad's jeans like the cook island maori and the like sort of white european pakeha scottish nose because my mum's got more of a classically cook island nose and i'm like is this in the middle i don't know i'm trying to accept my nose as it is I'm trying to be like to be honest i think your nose is lovely like don't be stressed like if you look at these ladies they look beautiful beauty is in the eye of the beholder remember beauty is in the eye <laughs> of my nose what <laughs> It is what it is. And (laughs) but yeah, like if you're not cool with yourself, uh, you need to figure it out and be cool with it. You know what I mean? Like that's what Yeah. Oh gosh, we're really bloody circumnavigating back to all the stuff, right? It's like be happy with who you are and this is what you are. You have the ability to change, but your changing has come from within. If you change your physical features, you're still the same inside, aren't you? Exactly. (laughs) What a beautiful way to wrap this up, Jane. Yeah, totally. Accept your default body, but you don't have to accept your default settings. You don't have to accept your default settings because you know what? (laughs) There's always that stupid little thing that turns up in the top right-hand corner of your screen and says, new updates available. (laughs) (laughs) And you can go remind me later or you can go like, do tonight if I'm plugged into the charge and I've got enough space on my computer. (laughs) That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. So you've got your default settings until you're ready to make space to upgrade. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's when we close it off, to be honest. I love it. So Holy moly. Thank you for taking me down so many side streets, Jane. That's okay. Thank you for introducing me to the concept of a Jane Street side street. <laughs> Honestly, and I'm also really, uh, what do you call it, enthused by the potential that the side streets aren't the kind of side streets I'm like, oh shit, I don't want to walk down there. It's freaky ass. But I like that we did it together. So, therefore, if it was a little bit dark, in theory, we both had flashlights on us and we were like together. So, like, power safety numbers. numbers or something. Yeah, yeah. Safety numbers. <laughs> it's not power numbers, it's safety numbers. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time out of your life to listen to mine and Charlie's conversation and go through her browser history with her. If you enjoyed it, Charlie actually has a blog, so you can get her at coughcough.co. And if you want to follow us, Browsers with Friends, Facebook and Instagram at Browsers with Friends. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you did enjoy this, please share it with a couple of friends. We'll see you next week for a fresh episode. Oh, 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 oh,